This is the Arrow Matters Show. It is the 5th of May 2019, and thank you very much for listening to the show. Join me is Patricia. Hi, everybody. Hey, Patricia. How's it going? Uh, doing good, thank you. Yeah, cool. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the fabulous heel nerds. That is uh, Nick and Scott, and uh, they're continuing their adventure down a memory lane of WCW uh, when the NWO invaded the show uh, back in 1996. So you might want to check them over at. Uh, they're also on uh, the same platforms as we are, and also on the Anchor app as well. Uh, Morgan Terry is back doing a live streams, and she's got some w- wonderful rainbow hair too. So uh, you might want to check that out as well. And uh, I think she failed. <laughs> I think she failed to create. Uh, some kind of weapon before and so I think she was doing some hard job stuff and so uh, I think that should be pretty fun to uh, get your head around that as well and also I uh, just want to give a shout out to uh, Tom Carter who's doing uh uh, who's uh, obviously got a digital version of his Guardian comics, so uh, we want to uh, wish him well, and uh, if you get a chance to uh, check him out there as well, we'll leave a link, I think, in the description for uh, them to uh, check that check out, out too, and uh, so uh, we've been uh, looking at that, that's been pretty cool, and uh, also, Patricia, uh, uh, do you want to uh, check it, tell us uh, what's uh, going on in the Old School Lane podcast the rest of the summer? Yeah, absolutely. So I did an update video just a few days ago discussing about what I'm going to be doing over the course of the summer since I'm done with school. And I will uh, let you know that all that month is back on track. And also, I'm going to be doing a few new episodes of Casual Chats uh, with lots of awesome topics from um, Dragon Ball to One Piece uh, to uh, talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, trailer with Tom, as you know mentioned earlier, because he is the Sonic expert. And um, also, uh, I am thinking about maybe even doing a podcast on the Marvel Cinematic Universe because I just finished uh, watching Endgame and... And I am going to hopefully do this like massive podcast inviting all of my Marvel loving friends to this huge occasion. So that's going to be coming up. And um, yeah, I have some other plans for videos as well. So stay tuned. It was only getting three hours long. Yes, I, I can attest to that. It was indeed over three hours long. And uh, if you are expecting a oh, I'll give you one major spoiler. There's no end credits like uh, thing going on. Like if you're expecting to wait after the credits for like a, a hint to the next movie, you're not gonna get it. That's the only spoiler I'm only I'm gonna give to this movie. So when the credits are going, that's it. You can just walk out of the theater. What really is? Is there anything at all? Oh. Nope, nothing. nothing. The, the Russo brothers basically said in their interview that, you know, that is that for that chapter. Th- that chapter of um, you know, Thanos is finished. So oh, well. yeah. So I guess uh, what we're going to get, um, we're going to get the new. Well, it's not, it's not the new Fifty Two, is it? That's Marvel. No, that's, D- that's that's DC, DC right? So, uh, <laughs> um, so I guess it would be. I mean, what's the next chapter after that? I guess. I um, mean, for, I don't know. As far as we know, in terms of like the new Marvel movies, there's obviously Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, there's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and then there's going to be a Falcon TV series, which is going to be featured on Disney Plus. Um, as for like what the next story is going to be focusing on, I have no idea. I don't know what Phase Four is going to be about. Yeah, because to me, like, I've got to be honest with everybody, I've not even had a chance to see Infinity War yet. Like, it's just, it's just, there's so much movie I still need to go through in order to catch up. There's, with the there, there are, there, uh, yeah, yeah. If we're counting Iron Man all the way to Endgame, there are 22 films. I know. It's just, it's, well, I've seen Iron Man, and we'll, by the way, we'll be talking about him uh, later on in the show. But yeah. uh, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, I think it's everything else in between. I think the last, uh, uh, Mar- I think the last Marvel film I can up with, I think it was uh, Thor Ragnarok. 
I think was, and that was a while ago. So yeah, that was a while ago. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, I, I don't know where we're up to now in regards to. I mean, obviously we're up to Endgame. I don't know what's come. I know obviously there's been Infinity War as well, but uh, uh, behind that, the, the new there's uh, Captain Marvel that's been out. Okay, and I've not seen that yet. And uh, so yeah, anything anything between uh, Fortnite, Ragnarok, and um, you know anything between that and Endgame, I've not seen. So, okay. uh, yeah, I think there's a lot for me to catch up on there as well. So uh, yeah, for sure. By the way, um, yeah. we. By the way, we're going to give a shout out to uh, Olivia Hacker. She's going to be at the Gilmore Girls Fan Fest, which I believe is going to be. I did uh, have where it was going to be. I, I, but, it, uh, she said it was going to be in Canada, right? Yeah, she did, and uh, I just couldn't remember exactly where in Canada. So, uh, but if you if you go to hashtag Gilmore Girls, uh, I think uh, they'll tell you over there where, where where it's going to be. Oh, hang on a second, I've got it here. It's in Unionville, Canada. So, oh, nice. Uh, so if you're gonna head over to the Gilmore Gill Fan Fest, uh, Olivia Hacker will be there. So uh, yeah, you want to check that out because uh, uh, that's gonna be really cool. Um, our thoughts and prayers right now are with uh, Willie Irvine, uh, former Preston North End forward. Um, he's currently in hospital, very gravely ill at the minute. So where are all our thoughts are with him at the moment? So I uh, so wanted to give a shout yes. out to him at the moment because and and also um, our thoughts and prayers for Peter Mayhew's family, the the original Chewbacca as well. He recently passed away. Yeah, but but before Star Wars Day as well, May the Fourth. Oh so, man, yeah. yeah. It really diverted eyes, I think. Uh, so I think at that point, and so. Uh, I I, th- I remember uh, Veronica Taylor, the the voice of Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. She recently posted a picture of, um, you know that you know the uh, convention table that Peter Mayhew was supposed to sit at right before he passed, and there was like these. It was completely empty with like flowers and empty pictures, and it was just like really sad, you know. And I've been seeing like, you know, uh, p- people like uh, Mark Hamill and um, you know such just sharing their you know thoughts and memories of um, working with Peter. And yeah, it's it's very sad indeed. You know, the the old guard is uh, starting to uh, you know pass on to the other side, and uh, so it's yeah. Uh, I mean, he already yeah. he already did pass um, his role of Chewbacca to someone younger, but he was like a a creative consultant of how the character should be. I think he did that for um, the Force Awakens because he was already getting an age. But yeah, um, I'm glad that um, you know the now somebody uh, who has learned from Peter Mayhew and how to perform Chewbacca is taking the role. But yeah, I mean, he will be missed. Yeah, and uh, it's just uh, I think they might want to get their. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, we are very saddened that uh, you know, obviously, you know, a, a key piece of Star Wars uh, history is now obviously and a key part of uh, you know of the of the I guess you could say of the Star Wars fandom. I guess you could say because uh, he was a he was one of you know he was one of the very he was one of the people who actually did appreciate his own work. And, mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, I, I, yeah was, uh, I remember hearing the stories about uh, who was it who played the original Ben? I can't remember what his name was. Uh, he was. Uh, I've been hearing from uh, the guys over. By the way, shout out to Aaron and uh, and Dan at uh, Game Grumps. I watching their uh, uh, their Let's Play of uh, Legend of Zelda: uh, Twilight Princess uh, recently. So uh, oh, you're you're talking about like Obi Wan? Uh, yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, so, Alleginus. Alleginus. Yeah, he didn't really enjoy his. Uh, Roll all that much from what I gather, so uh, oh, apparently, but he wasn't. He also wasn't too keen on talking to fans about it either. So uh, it's uh, so yeah, he's uh, unfortunately you know uh, the you know he played uh, the original Chewie. You know he was uh, one of the true fans and uh, of uh, because not only was he you know just uh, an admirer of the of his work, he also was you know, basically the work. So uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so very very sad time. And uh, so, yeah, that's um, all our shout-outs we have for uh, the beginning of the show. So, shall we get straight into it? Yes, let's do it. Right. So, um, <laughs> the UK had its local elections recently. 
And uh, now, for those of you who do not know, I used to be a member of the Liberal Democrat Party back between 2005-2012, uh, and obviously I left to uh, basically, basically do this. And uh, so I obviously uh, wasn't expecting uh, the Liberal Democrats to basically go any further than where they were when I, when I, when I last left them. And uh, surprisingly, though, they stormed the last local elections. And so they have basically, you know, we're talking about like, so they've elected 700 councillors across wow. the country. And uh, so they basically have had the same surge that um, they had uh, before the invasion of the Iraq war. And because they campaigned on the fact that the Iraq war was a disaster, it was going to be a mess, and would you believe it, they were right. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, there's part of me that thinks that, uh, you know, I, I, not to say that I don't think this already, but, uh, I mean, the, this is kind of becoming a bit samey, you know. I, I feel it's a bit deja vu right here, because so here we are with Brexit, which is turning into an absolute, uh, you know, cesspool of, uh, of a policy for this country and how much damage it's going to do, uh, you know, to our healthcare system, to our economy, to, uh, to, to, so, to social cohesion, uh, as, we, as we're seeing throughout this. And so, it, for me, it's, um, it, it all seems to be kind of playing out again, uh, that you know, the Liberal Democrats were the the predictor of uh, of of what would be you know a policy disaster, and I'm kind of thinking that the the, the Lib Dems once again are uh, surging in electoral um, in electoral spaces because of uh, what what is basically is going on with Brexit right now. Mm. And uh, so uh, the main Labour Party and the Conservative Party, you know what their response to that is? What we need to accelerate Brexit. Oh, really? Yeah, really. How about, how, how about, hey, Brexit isn't working. Maybe we shouldn't do, do it, it at all. Yeah, maybe maybe we should fix our, our problems at home before then obviously going into international realms. You know, like, I mean, the our electoral system is broken. No, no, it's a shadow of a doubt. Um, I mean, the, right now we're spending millions and millions of pounds uh, repairing a, an old shoddy parliament building. Which you you know, know, you, it, I, know what the, I know exactly what this is. You know what this is, Aaron? What is it? They're scared. They're scared that the new generation is going to take over, which they inherently hate. You know, like that whole, you know, thing online, like millennials ruined this and millennials ruined this and whatever. They're afraid that, you know, we're going to ruin everything. And so that's why they want to accelerate, you know, Brexit, because it's still part of their ideology. So the fact that most of, you know, their um their chances in parliament and in politics have lost in the elections. They're scared. And you know what? It's it, it's about time that, you know, you need to give the new people a chance. I, I mean, just get rid of Brexit. It's, it's clearly not working for you. Yeah, clearly it's not. And uh, I think it's just, unfortunately, well, this is another thing as well. I mean, Labour Party right now is run by Jer- is led by Jeremy Corbyn. And, but the problem is he's pursuing, this bre- he's pursuing Brexit, but the majority of his party are against it. And so he's leading a party into something they don't want to go into. And then you've got, obviously, the Conservative Party, which is, you know, this is the thing that's destroying the Conservative Party right now. The Tories right now um, are arguing amongst themselves about what type of Brexit they want. They have basically a party within a party, which is the European Research Group, which is led by Jacob Rees-Mogg, who uh, basically is a, is a far-right lunatic. And uh, it's just, it's uh, you can see all the, you know, the traditional politics right now is out the window. The big two parties, you know, kind of like what we have with the Republicans and the Democrats, I guarantee you, continuation of this right now, it's going to basically blow these parties apart. 
And uh, not to say that it's not kind of happening already. I mean, you're already seeing the splintering of... Um, there's another party that's come into fruition called Change UK, which basically is our version of, uh, you know... the, the no, no, not our version size-wise uh, of the Democrat Party. Obviously, the Democrat Party is far more huge than Change UK is. But Change UK right now, I guess you could say he's probably that really uncomfortable, centrist, um, corporate Democrat, I guess you could say, ideology... That seems mm-hmm. to have emerged away from the kind of like the you know the, the far left of the Labour Party and the far right of the uh, of, of the Conservative Party. And now you've basically got this kind of like middle ground of people who are just basically not 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 very electable, in my opinion. And so I think they're going to struggle. I think uh, in regards to that, but. Uh, not to say that, you know, Brexit doesn't have its supporters. I mean, the Brexit party right now, which is led by Nigel Farage, that's polling at 30%, you know, compared to everybody else, and the Lib Dems are, are lagging behind that at the minute. And so, um, not to say that uh, Brexit isn't going to have its supporters, and definitely is going to be a, a, a very big test for the Liberal Democrats come the uh, the next general election, sorry, the next European election, I should say, the European election that's going to come up later on this uh this month, but uh, right now, from the looks of things, you know, Jeremy Corbyn and Theresa Ray might now are basically trying to grind out some kind of deal that uh, hopefully, you know, they think could hopefully, you know, prevent the European elections from even taking place in the, you know, at the end of the month, which uh, I think is going to be very wishful thinking. I think at this point, and so, yeah. and it's like so, it feels weird because you know these two parties, you know, the Labour Party and the Conservative Party, are supposed to be, you know, you know, are supposed to be adversaries. In this, and now here they. I mean, I guess you could say it's a positive thing that you know both these parties are now somewhat working together. It's just too bad. It's basically it's to say, okay, how can, how can we make this country more shit? You know, it's just it's uh, if anything now the two party system has now it, once again in my eyes is once again the problem, and that mm-hmm. uh, here are all these smaller parties you now the independents. Uh, the independent uh, people who ran on away from uh, party po- party politics, you know, they 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 wrestled one of the Labour strongholds into uh, what is called no overall control, which means that the Labour Party does not control that council anymore. Bolsover, I'm talking about actually Bolsover. You know, Bolsover right now, Labour stronghold. It's uh, where Dennis Skinner, uh, known as the Beast of Bolsover, uh, that politician there, who you know, he's the guy who. Um, Heckles Black Rodden during the Queen's speech. You know he's been there for for decades. His 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 constituency right now not in control of Labour right now. Just been totally been wrestled out of control by the by independence in his uh, in his own backyard. And so if that's mm-hmm. not a shot across uh, Labour's bow, I don't know what is. And wow. so it's uh, so for me like uh, I mean obviously this whole you know Remain Leave thing is going to still going to be. Uh, playing out, which is kind of sad, really, because you know uh, we were, were all apparently we were all British before Leave and Remain, you know, ever became a thing, and now obviously that's that concept is now out the window, and uh, at least for the time being, and so uh, yeah, this whole thing just rattles on, and uh, I think there's going to be some again, there's going to be some massive divisions in this country, and I don't think there's anyone there that can actually bridge these gaps. Yeah, I think, and this is this is a sad thing. So. Uh, so you know it, what? I, st- I, I still have hope. I mean, if we were able to win over net neutrality, I think that we can be able to, you know, find some common ground that we can be able to come together. Yeah. Who knows? Or, or maybe what, what? I'm just an optimist and I should be told, Patricia, go back to planet Earth. Um, I don't know. Who we'll knows? see. Okay. Um, moving on, uh, North Korea launched another missile. Of course they did. Of course they did. And, uh, you know, it just leaves, you know, this this reality show host that uh, is currently occupying the White House right now. You know, again, like this whole... I, I posted up that meme uh, that I posted up on... Uh, 
uh, on my Facebook page. Basically, uh, you know, that's a whole history thing that uh, Donald Trump put on his um, original face. I took that and basically just posted over a waste of time. Yes, I remember yeah. seeing that. <laughs> it's just, you know, and that was, was what it was. It was a complete waste of time. Uh, Donald Trump went in there, and I don't know what on earth he was expecting to get out of it. He was thinking, oh, this is going to play really well to, uh, you know, my base in uh, yeah, yeah. in America, knowing that I'm he talking to a starlet. Tr- Sorry, go on. He was essentially trying to be like how Ronald Reagan went over to Gorbachev and tried to, like... Um, you know, so you know, try to like make an agreement to you know, like like you know, something like that. Uh, you know, and eventually we, you know, we we got the Berlin Wall torn down. He was essentially trying to do that, but instead, you know, go over to Kim Jong Un, saying, "Hey, uh, don't shoot missiles at us. We're we're buddies, you know." So yeah, yeah. that didn't that didn't work out. Right now, I mean, if he was going to do that with like the fifty first parallel, like you know, one of the uh, oldest conflicts uh, currently in 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 modern in in modern war history. Right now, yeah. Keep in mind, North and South Korea are still technically at war with one another. Yep, the they still yeah, are. And they're and so uh, like for, for so for me, the um, idea that uh, you know Donald Trump can just walk in and say, "Oh, hey, hand over your nukes, and uh, we'll give you uh, you know a pittance in return." You know, like uh, that. You know, of course that wasn't gonna of course that wasn't gonna work. It was never gonna work. And so, you know, for me, these these talks, you know, all these uh, pictures that they were taking of one another, like, it was just, again, it was just a complete and utter waste of time. And, uh, you know, you can see it here. You know, North Korea right now is still testing out weaponry. And um, I, I believe that uh, they're not going to give up until uh, at least they get somewhat what they want, which I think is totally unrealistic. They basically want, from what I gather from what the North Koreans want, they want all sanctions removed. Every single one of them, despite the fact that they have like one of the worst human rights abuses, uh, human rights records in the on on the planet uh, and uh, in the UN right now. No, they want all sanctions removed. Like uh, that is not, you know. Sorry, but no, you don't get that. You don't get to torture your own people and then all of a sudden, you know, get a uh, just only get a slap on the wrist for it. No, you get punished for doing stuff like that. Of course, you should. Yeah. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, like again, like uh, he he played this wrong. In my opinion, I think uh, all the all it's really done is uh, um, nothing, really. Mm-hmm. And so this, uh, I mean, again, it, 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 Donald Trump did not prevent any nuclear escalation or anything like that. Like he's escalating his nuclear uh, arsenal at the moment. So like, if that if that was was if that was the key goal for like both countries to uh, you know no longer you know uh, pursue uh, you know nuclear Armageddon, then that's uh, that's out of the window. In that regard, you know the, um, the as far as I'm aware, the um, the 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 nuclear you know uh, doomsday clock is still you know close to midnight right now. Mm-hmm. Like so, there's no there's been no movement in that regard. So uh, yeah, so for me, uh, where does that leave where we are with North Korea right now? Uh, probably where we probably were um, not very long ago, even before these uh, talks started. Like you know, they, they uh, for me, like the whole rhetoric. Like you know, we know Donald Trump's a blowhard. We know that. Like the whole fire and fury bullshit and everything like that. You know, um, he could have said that about absolutely anybody. Like if you got him angry enough, and then you know, behind oh, the oh, scenes, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, he, and, and he and he does tend to speak his mind when it comes to like anybody that just so happens to either disagree with him or make fun of him. Exactly. Like, you know, what what we saw in regards to, um, you know, talks between, you know, far, you know, between Donald Trump and with, no, not just with foreign powers, with anybody, this is nothing new. He's going to say that anyway, and if anything, they're empty threats. 
and like mm-hmm. uh, and everyone should anyone who 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 listens to him quite frankly is an idiot. Like mm. I mean, the the only reason why he's so threatening now is because obviously you know the uh, they they elected him to supposedly be the president of the United States. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, bottom line, uh, yeah, North Korea is going to be testing out those missiles, and you know, hopefully, we'll just uh, not uh, see any like serious threat when it comes to that. Like, hopefully, it doesn't start a World War Three because if it does, oh man, we're we're in for a ride. Yeah. Okay, um, I don't really want to really talk about this guy, because quite frankly, I think he gets far too much publicity, and I, personally, I think he's overrated, but uh, let's talk about um, Stephen Yaxley Lennon, uh, who also goes by the name of Tommy Robinson. He is a uh, anti-Islam, um, basically your typical far-right, alt-right, um, you know, uh, nuisance, I guess you could say, and um, it's in regards to, uh, right now, what he's doing is he's running for Member of European Parliament in the Northwest England elections. And uh, so he recently was uh, seen campaigning in two areas. He was campaigning in Bury, and he was campaigning campaigning in Warrington. And in both instances, he had uh, milkshakes thrown at him. Milkshakes. Milkshakes. Yeah, McDonald's milkshakes. So uh, there is video online showing um, him having a very heated discussion with uh, an an, uh, an Asian man. I would say I don't know what his name is, and I don't know uh, if anyone's. I, I don't really want to identify him, and. Uh, because um, I don't know what. Uh, I mean, again, I don't know what his name is, so I don't know. I don't know if uh, if I have to say a name that uh, whether it be correct or not. But uh, he has a very heated discussion with uh, Tommy Robinson. He's there jumping up and down like he normally is. Actually, he, he's kind of doing. I guess you could say he's kind of doing his Alex Jones thing. Like you know, like he really just is ranting off his off off his off his rocker, and then uh, obviously halfway through that, again I don't know exactly because the the audio, as far as I'm aware, was a bit in- was inaudible, and when I tried to listen to it, I didn't make much sense of it either. Somewhere in that, that uh, prov- provoked the uh, the the, um, the Asian gentleman to throw his his uh, strawberry milkshake in Toby Robinson's face, and uh, now here's the thing about this. Um, I mean. I'm going to be honest with everybody here. I've had eggs thrown at me, and uh, I've also had uh, various, um, you know, very unpleasant encounters that have involved, you know, maybe having food thrown at me and stuff like that. Which, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of, you know, is um, obviously you know, some people have not actually know, have known of these things, which I'm only basically telling everyone now on this podcast. But uh, you know, my reaction was not to obviously engage it any further. My my uh, reaction was to either walk away or uh, obviously to uh, allow other people to kind of like uh, you know stop the issue from happening. Those have mm-hmm. been situations that I've been in. You know what Tommy Robinson decided to do? After he had the milkshake thrown in his face, um, he, he he threw three to four punches at the guy. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. And uh, he spent basically the rest of his the rest of that campaigning time in the back of a police car. <laughs> Serves him right. But, oh, uh, here's the thing about this though is that uh, I guess some people have been debating whether it's actually right to actually throw a milkshake at Tommy Robinson, and given that he you know he he is basically a, I, I'm going to admit to everybody he is a he is a piece of shit. You know, you know, he basically, um, he he wants, uh, he's got a fraud conviction. Uh, he once flew to America on a false passport, uh, under a false name. He basically goes by a false name still. We, 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 I wish people would stop calling him Tommy Robinson. His name is Stephen Yaxley Lennon. Tommy Robinson mm-hmm. is not his name. Like, uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's kind of like calling, like, like uh, I understand some people call him Tommy Robinson because they, that's what he's known for. It's kind of like, you know, when we call Terry Bollea Hulk Hogan. Like, but, you know, he's right. like, uh, 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 Hulk Hogan's a wrestler. Like, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a, a character we've known 
for a good long time. And he actually does some, he's, I guess you could say, you know, before the whole racism incident, I guess you could say he's done somewhat some positive things, I guess, for some people. But, you know, Tommy Robinson has done nothing positive. At least in my yeah. opinion, you know. For, I mean, you for could anybody. argue that you know, at, you know, like during the '80s and '90s, like Hulk Hogan was like an inspiration for like a lot of people. You know, uh, similar to what you know for I don't know, like whatever wrestler is like a, a huge influence for kids today. Uh, I, again, I don't know my wrestling stuff. That that's yeah. Aaron. But oh, basically, my, my point is, is that uh, I mean, I don't understand why he's um, known as that when we all know that that's not his name. Like no, you know, no. it's just it's uh, it's a fake name that he goes by. And people should stop calling him by his fake name. His name is Stephen. Right, right. Sake. Yeah, but uh, I mean, here's the thing about this. I mean, is it right to throw food at racists and fascists? I think because obviously there was that incident in New York City where an egg was thrown at a, um, a guy waving around a Nazi flag or something like that. And uh, so obviously now this is starting to become quite, you know, um, confrontational between you know anti-fascists and you know fascists. I guess you could say or racists or. Uh, Anything like that, and uh, I don't know. Like oh, this kind of stuff makes me feel a bit uncomfortable because yeah, okay, I mean, it yeah, was... it's, food has been thrown, you know, for people, you know, at people for like as far as you can remember, like you know, like the whole throwing tomatoes thing, you know, that if, of like an, a performance that you don't like, that's become like a bit of a, a cliche in like various um, movies and such, and. Uh, um, I, I remember, like, if you were to see, like, um, pictures, like, during the Civil Rights Act about, like, um, you're, you remember, like, the, um, the, the table seat uh, incident in which, like, uh, four people uh, who were sitting at a diner and they were told to get out because, you know, they were black and they refused to get up. And so, you know, they were just sitting there until they got service and they were, like, pretty much ignored until eventually a whole bunch of people just dumped food all over them. Yeah. But so, here's the thing about this. Like, uh, I mean, in regards to, I mean, I wouldn't throw food at anybody. I mean, for no, another. I wouldn't. I wouldn't As somebody either. who's been a victim of being having having the eggs thrown at me i guarantee you i would not i would not uh, want anyone to go through the same thing that i did mm-hmm. and uh, so so for me like if anything if, if you're gonna confront tommy robinson confront him on the real issues that affect normal everyday people like you know it's just it's uh you know he, he, if you get him off his um if you get him off his anti-islam off his uh off his uh you know his uh off, off his you know his his racist jive i guess you could say you know basically all his talking points and get him to talk about actually real like you know the nhs or like uh, employment or um, what you know, real-world issues that actually affect you know people in their everyday lives. I guarantee you, he would not have a he would not have an answer. Anyway, like I actually would like to know what his. Uh, I mean, this is the thing with these. Uh, you know, when you get far-right people and you get and you get people who are you know obviously doing who are only talking about you know racial issues and talking about you know. Um, you know the, the white nationalists are talking about like, you know segregating themselves. He's like, oh no, he's like, this is uh, not uh, to affect people of color. This is only just to, you know our having our own place to call our own home and things like that. And obviously, you know, but yeah, but that's just for you know, obviously you're going to uh, obviously treat colored people in that in that place as second class citizens. You know, well, okay, well let's forget about that. What are you going to do for healthcare? What are you going to do for jobs? What are you going to do for, you know, he- you know, schools? What are you going to do for, uh, you know, get them to talk about real world bread and butter stuff and I guarantee you they will not have decent answers for any of them. And that's what, and you know what that that sucks too because when it comes to like um you know minorities whom they call second class people or whatever you know that is like one of the um biggest concerns when it comes to you know who, who they want to vote for in politics healthcare education and jobs and all that stuff that is a huge 
huge come up and you know like um not come up and a huge topic that they want to know about and the fact that that you know they don't care about them because they just see them as like oh you know we're been you know we're above you it's it, it just kind of just makes you feel just kind of unease yeah so my, my thing is is i stop throwing food at each other and just start talking to each other please like you know just it's uh i mean let's let's all be civil here and uh, you know, like uh, I mean, to be honest, there was, and I do admit this, there was a, a kind of a, a human instinct feeling of like when that milkshake was getting thrown in his face, it was kind of like, well, um, oh yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not too surprised that happened. But you know, again, I, I feel like it's something that shouldn't have happened, but it did anyway. Like you know, shit happens in a way. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm again, like I don't support what happened to, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to Stephen Lennon when he got, when he got, uh, obviously, you know, milkshakes thrown at him, but, uh, I mean, in, in regards to, um, I mean, at the same time, you know, there's part of me that believes I'm not, I'm not surprised that that happened, because, you know, he's been such a dick to people for, uh, you know, for, for so many years, and uh, now for all of a sudden, you know, uh, he's getting these reactions, he shouldn't be too surprised. Like, I've got to be honest with everybody, I'm really surprised the worst hasn't happened to him. You know, like, uh, we've got, we got people getting stabbed in London right now. Oh, yeah. uh, oh man, that, that, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. Like, and again, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting at any point that anyone should uh, encounter, you know, sh- anyone should react with violence. You know, violence is utterly deplorable against against politicians and against other people. We had, well, you know, the murder of Joe Cox was disgusting. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the MP over there, and so, and it should not have happened. You know, she should be walking amongst us right now and be able to make her arguments just as much as we're able to. And uh, you know we should be doing we should be putting all this to to one side. We should be uh, you know we should be listening to each other and we should stop attacking each one another with you know food and knives or whatever. You know we should be we should be having peaceful discourse in this country about uh, you know some of the most powerful issues. And I get that there's uh, uh, there's you know there's um, some issues that are so highly contentious and uh, you know drive so many emotions. But that's no reason to throw a milkshake, throw an egg, or uh, to uh, you know do all this despicable stuff. You know, it's like uh, let's let's uh, you know if you if you really want to challenge Tommy, you know uh, Stephen Lennon on anything, challenge him on his challenge him on the bread and butter, on the uh, and don't throw bread and butter at him by the way, but uh, you know just uh, challenge him on you know challenge him on the economy, challenge him on his policies on uh, you know education and uh, you know healthcare and things like that, and you'll find that uh, once you get him talking about that, a lot of people will be turned off by what he has to say. Because he doesn't yeah. have anything besides, you know, oh, Muslims are bad, and sorry, Islam is bad, and uh, you know, um, any other, you know, um, slightly, you know, um, edge lordy, you know, slightly racist stuff that he says, mm-hmm. you know. And by the <clears> way, <throat> I can't call him a racist because he was uh, caught on film at one point, you know, uh, um, yelling racial, uh, uh, you know, um, things at a taxi driver. So uh, that, oh, was, that, that was that, that was reported in the news, and it was taken off a private, it was taken off a private Facebook app. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, um, let's move forward. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, we, <laughs> did, we did a bonus show for this because, you know, we just felt like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog fans have been so dicked around, you know, for years. And uh, we just felt like, you know, I, in, a, in a way, I kind of felt like, you know, during that episode when we were recording that, I felt like saying, you know what, let's just stop talking about Sonic the Hedgehog ever again. And let's only just talk about it when we actually feel like there's something good coming out for this, uh, for the blue blur, you know. But uh, now, um, this is currently ongoing, and now we've been told that uh, there's been such a negative backlash over Sonic the Hedgehog's uh, look that he's now going to be redesigned. 
Well, I mean, that just goes to show you how dedicated the fans are, or should I say how much they would complain until studio heads would say, okay, 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 we'll, we'll change it. Well, I, I, you know, I wish they would have done the same thing for like the, the live action Ninja Turtles movie, the one with Mike, you know, d- produced by Michael Bay. I wish they would have done it then. Well, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of controversy over this as well, because apparently the people who are going to be doing the redesigning, they're not going to get paid any extra money. And apparently there's not going to be an extension on the release date. Apparently they have to do it all within the next couple of months before the release. Oh, man. I, maybe they should at least delay the movie because that's going to take a long time to like put together everything. And if they were to release the movie at the time that they are going to release the movie, um, I don't know if they'll be able to, um, you know at least make a decent profit for all the hard work that the uh, you know the the animators and the designers have to do in order for them to do this. Uh, here's the thing about this. I got, I got a lot about Did you see the tweet that I put out when they said they were, they were going to redesign the character? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, you did. Okay, so uh, basically I told them, like, you know, if um, if I was told after the backlash like that, I would just scrap the project entirely and I would basically just uh, tell all the animators, go go edit, a, go, you know, animate a video in Guido. Like, you know, she's like, well, what we saw in that Sonic character was terrible. I mean, yeah. let, let's, let's be honest about this. And, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we so, just discussed about that. Yeah, I, I know. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm really surprised. Uh, you know, when, when that trailer came out and the reception that he got, I'm, I was turning around and saying, oh, well, you know, uh, you better get your money's out of worth out of what you got because I guarantee you, like, after, the re- after this reception, I'm really surprised you'll ever work in this town again. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you know, because uh, I mean, it's uh, what 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 the, we we saw that design, and immediately the we got even even non fans, you know, who who basically just do fan art, just commissions, you know, of the they were coming out with versions of Sonic that were looking way better than that character, and they right. did it for free. Like, you know, and they're saying, like, oh, we should pay them extra and everything like that. Like, uh, you know, they should be lucky they're getting any work at all after after that. Like, I mean, like, that, that, that Sonic and that character looks so terrible. Like, uh, and um, I, I'm just really surprised that, uh, I mean, what, 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 you know, I, I'm really going to be worried right now about um, what this character now is going to look like after the redesign. Of that. Yeah, I, I mean, the do, redesign do, could be worse for all we know. Yeah, do, do you remember when they redesigned Lunatics Unleashed? No, I didn't. Do you remember, like, they released the first, tra- they released the first trailer. And the backlash that they got from the fans of the Looney Tunes was so dire that they ended up having to redesign the characters, and so they looked. Uh, so basically, they looked more menacingly black. They kind of. They basically what they're trying to do is they were trying to basically take Batman Beyond and model them onto Looney Tune characters. That's basically oh, what the original uh, you, look was going to be. You know what? Be. I know. I think I know what you're talking about because um, th- there was a TV show that came out like around the same time uh, called Lunatics Unleashed. That's what I'm talking the, about. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and basically, you know, I, I think that for the most part, um, even back then, I, I think I remember that um, they received, like, negative feedback from the show. It's like, oh, you know, you have Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Roadrunner, Tasmanian Devil, Lola Bunny as superheroes. And it was trying to be all dark and serious, trying to cash in on the popularity of of you know stuff like batman beyond and you know the early 2000s were definitely like a time in which like you know there were a lot more superhero cartoons especially you know with spider-man and x-men out around that time so um i think that they were like you know trying to cash in on it which was a very odd choice like i cannot imagine like looney tunes and superheroes meshing together you know yeah 
So, um, I mean, the saving grace, I think, still of Sonic the Hedgehog. By the way, um, you know, with all the craziness that's currently going around this movie, I don't, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that we're in production hell right now with Sonic the Hedgehog. I would just say that it's currently standing in line waiting to buy a ticket. But, uh, I mean, uh, but I think soon or later when, obviously, the redesign starts to go through and then, obviously, there starts to be all the arguments about, you know, this aspect of the film and that aspect of the film going all the way up towards the deadline, I think that's when we're going to start entering production hell. But, uh, I mean, so, but in regards to Sonic the Hedgehog, in regards to all the craziness that's currently going on, you know, I'm not going to go see it. Mm. Well, I I have to see it because... Um, I'm I'm going to be talking about this movie twice. Uh, uh, one Patricia, for live... you're part of the problem. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm awful. I am a terrible person. Uh, I ha- I have to talk about this with Live and Wired with Decker Shadowing lo- that long-haired creepy guy because they're going to see it as well. And then I promised Tom I was going to be talking about this movie with him. So, yes, I have to see this movie. I have uh, no other choice. Tom, guys, you're all part of the problem. Uh, I know. We are awful. We we will we are going to be responsible for making this movie a hundred million dollars. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Yeah, you should be all ashamed. But uh, yeah, but anyway, I mean, in regards to you know, this is the thing as well. Like uh, you know, with this redesign and the fact that they're not paying everybody, you know that that you know, like conservatives talk about liberal Hollywood and everything. Like you know, for for me, like you know, that doesn't sound like a very liberal thing to do. You know, to say, oh, you guys are going to redesign a whole character months before deadline and uh, you're going to do it without pay. That doesn't sound mm-hmm. very liberal to me. You mm-hmm. know, no, like, I would say it's more, you know, for me, you know, when they say liberal Hollywood, you know, what, what, like, uh, I mean, what, when they pull shit like this, you know, the whole Harvey Weinstein thing currently going on and, like, all the other craziness that's currently goes on in that town, I mean, I would say it's more center right Hollywood at this point. You know, right. like, uh, like they 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 say, oh well, uh, you know, um, we should empower women and things like that. When really they don't, and uh, like they say, oh, we should uh, do this, that, and the other. When in reality, it all is just all it is is basically just empty sound bites and not really any real action. Like, okay, you know, like uh, it's just it's. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just it's uh, that I, I I laugh now when um, conservatives on Fox News or like any others, I like, say you know, oh, lib- liberal Hollywood. It's like you know, you don't know a fucking thing, mate. You really don't. So uh, yeah, okay. So uh, yeah, it it kind of reminds me of like you know how some directors are kind of like behind the times and they blame people. It's like oh, it's 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 Hollywood's fault that this has happened. It's not like oh, you know, it's not the the fact that you know your idea of what a good movie should be is kind of like behind on everything kind of like with um i guess we'll we'll discuss about this on our next topic because uh, i want to save that conversation from that but another example i want to give is like um I do remember that uh, there was this one movie that came out. I don't remember which one, but it came out like around the same time as uh, Infinity War. And the director was like complaining. It's like, oh, the reason why my movie failed was because, you know, Infinity War is out and you're watching that instead. And then when the movie was um, being reviewed, it had like negative reviews and they were like, oh, this movie sucks and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I just love I just love the fact that some directors like to blame oh it's it's Hollywood's fault because you know it's you know being um targeted towards like one particular movie and you know nobody's watching it. Yeah, it's just it's uh, well I mean you can say about it, you can say about any movie that then you know that's got negative reviews around Infinity War. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's uh, I mean I mean well was there any there were some other good films besides Infinity Infinity War at that time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh yeah. 
Um, moving on. Um, so we are now 11 years ago uh, this week uh, from when audiences were first introduced to Iron Man, which was the opening film for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, looking at that, I mean, obviously Tony Stark going into there and obviously you got Robert Downey Jr. walking into that film and uh, he breathed life into Iron Man that I don't think we've ever seen uh, at all, I think, at that point. I think uh, he gave... Uh, Tony Stark, the uh, you know the the the, the realistic uh, uh, character that with the caricature that I think we thought he would be, and uh, also surprised us in some cases as well in the sequels, as well. And yeah, so- and and and, can, and a lot of people seem to forget that you know before Iron Man, you know Robert Downey Jr.'s career was like at an all time low. Oh yeah, like it's uh, I mean, mind you, like it makes you wonder now, you know, is Robert Downey Jr. going to be remembered for Iron Man the same way that Mark Hamill's going to be remembered for Luke Skywalker? Oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it, it makes me wonder now if uh, he's going to end up... Uh, I mean, will he end up going through uh, what um, oh, um, um, Adam West went through with Batman? Like, will he ever... Um, oh, you mean West? like when he was typecast? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's going to be a really good question, considering, you know, that they're they're finished with that part of the story in Endgame, and they're going to move over to another story. So I don't know about, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, what, you know, he's going to be cast in, but, you know, we'll just wait and see. Yeah. Well, he's made the money, so I think he'll be okay. Sure. So, yeah, I think I think I think he's gonna be all right. I think until unless he decides to live to like like three hundred and fifty years old, and then like then they'll probably have a problem. But even then, I think he'd probably still be like uh, you know. I, th- I think he's gonna be pretty much all right. I think at this point, yeah. if, that is if he's wise with his money. We don't we don't know about that. We don't. But uh, mind you, I was I sometimes wonder. I look back and uh, you know with Robert Downey Jr.'s performance and with the money that Iron Man brought in. Do you think the Marvel Cinematic Universe would have survived without Iron Man? Do you think? Hmm, that's a good question, considering that, you know, um, I, I guess, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, how did people feel about uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier? Yeah, it's just, uh, well, the Winter Soldier didn't come out till much later, I think. After I mean, not Winter Soldier, I meant the, the Captain America, the first Avenger, the, the first one, I'm yeah, sorry. the first one, yeah. I, I, I get confused at stuff, but yeah, the first Captain America movie. So yeah, how did was... people feel about that compared to Iron Man? Well, I liked it, but, uh, I mean, uh, also, one of, the, one of the first movies that came out was the was Hulk. Yeah, and, and Hulk, the you know, it was definitely better than the Ang Lee version, for sure. But oh, oh, yeah. Well, if, I, th- I like to think that the Hulk movie that came out at the same time as Iron Man, I think, was kind of like the apology for yeah, that movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, just, we're just expecting, you know, Marvel to, like, sit in a big comfy chair by uh, a fireplace saying, we're sorry <laughs> for <laughs> Ang <sorry>. Lee. sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> trying to apologize for Ang Lee trying to like, you know, turn the Incredible Hulk into like some sort of art film, which didn't fit. I, 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 I don't know. But yeah, uh, I, I, it was a, it was a decent success, but it wasn't like um, it wasn't like the one that I could see that it would like kickstart a huge, you know, cinematic universe. It would just be like it was a decent movie that was definitely better than the first one for sure. Mm hmm. So, I mean, I guess we could... I mean, I would personally say that Iron Man kind of paved the way, I think, for all the other movies to kind of come in. Because, like, you remember, like, with... Uh, remember The Mummy? Uh, for part, When they were going to do the whole, like, universe with that? And, like, you know, because uh, Tom you know Tom Cruise's movie did so poorly that they decided to scrap all the other ones? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they were supposed to do other movies. They were supposed to do like a Dracula movie and a Frankenstein movie. And um, they it, the mummy was just so horrible that, yeah, they they were like, no, we can't do the dark universe anymore. And, you know, let's be honest. Uh, the Avengers was like a massive hit. And it was like a huge revolutionary film when it came to comic book movies. And... Uh, everybody, you know, all the other movies since then try to be like the next cinematic universe. And uh, even Detective Pikachu is going to be the start of a Pokemon cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the next movie that they're going to be releasing, uh, the one about Mewtwo, which is not to be confused with the animated uh, Mewtwo movie that's going to be a remake of the first one. It's another one. And there's going to be another film that's going to be about the telling of Red and his Kanto journey, basically a live action version of Pokemon Red and Blue. That's supposed to be taking place in the same universe as Detective Pikachu. So they're hoping to start off a Pokemon cinematic universe. And there have been so many films that tries to be uh, a po- you know a, a trend, you know, follow the trend of cinematic universes. DC tried to do that as well. And we had like Man of Steel and, you know, Batman versus Superman, Justice League, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. And, um, you know, uh, we don't want to piss off any DC fans because, you know, they defend those movies, but it didn't do as well as Marvel. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think we can both agree. I think uh, Iron Man obviously was the uh, the big st- the big Kickstarter. I think for um, obviously the whole massive universe that we got. After oh yeah, that. for sure. And, and and let's let's take into consideration. So, two thousand eight, when this movie first came out, that was around the same time that Dark Knight came out. Mm-hmm. And so and it, not, it, had some, and, it had some heavy composi- composition and it withstood it. Oh yeah, major heavy competition. Many people consider The Dark Knight to be like the best Batman movie ever released. And then a year before that, we had Spider-Man 3. And so Marvel was essentially like uh, being defeated when it came to like these, um, you know, uh, Mar- uh, when it came to like the movies, because that was when Christopher Nolan came in and said, you know, we're going to do these um, Batman films and we're going to treat it very serious. We're going to give it a dark edge. And, that you know, with Marvel going into the opposite direction, making it all fun, you know, uh, you know, at first a lot of people were thinking, oh, you know, you know, it's all about being dark and gritty now. But now everybody's saying like, no, dark and gritty is not where it's at. It's all about being fun and an adventure. Yeah. So I guess the thing with that is that so could they afford to be dark and gritty given the fact that you know eventually they would be owned by Disney Corporation and obviously we know that Disney is a family company. So. Yeah, I, I think that you know it was before that happened and um, so yeah, I think the, I, I think I, the continuation of that though I think uh, was not of their own will. I think I think uh, when I think obviously with Disney, I mean Disney. Don't, don't get me wrong, there have been some very dark moments. I mean, like uh, you know, we, we've we've seen people get like hanged and stabbed and like you know, oh good grief with uh, uh, Ursula getting you know uh, getting harpooned pretty much through with a with a with a with yeah, an yeah, old yeah. ship. I, I get what you're like, saying. Yeah, what like you're saying. don't get me wrong. There's been some pretty there's some pretty dark stuff that's been put in Disney. You know, there's some you know even the, the Disney princess films like you know which is supposed to be kind of like the cute of the cute if you will of the uh, of the Disney cake, but. Uh, I mean, in regards to um, how far Marvel could go, in regards to how you know how dark and how gritty you could actually get, I I think that I think the um, I don't think they could have gone all that far really 
with it. I think, don't get me wrong, don't say that uh, Marvel doesn't have its dark moments, it definitely has its uh, kind of gory moments as well, but uh, sure. I think they had to, oh, I think they had to off-balance that with like, you know, giving a bit of a goofy side to uh, Marvel as well. And also, I think, if anything, I think I think the, the goofiness that comes in Marvel films, I think, was... Uh, I think that's basically where we are right now, I think. I, I don't think we want to take... Yeah, yeah, yeah trust the, me. The idea if, of a if, guy if, uh, jumping around building to building in, like, some kind of costume, like, you know, if, if we saw that in real life, I think we would have some kind of fun with it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if they would have kept in with the dark and grittiness, then I think that the Deadpool movie would have been a lot different. Yeah. Well, mind you, Deadpool was just goofy, you know, uh, it was basically just dark goofy, I think. Yeah, exactly. I think they would have just upped the darkness and like less, a little bit less on the goofy. Yeah. And now that, uh, you know, uh, 20th Century Fox is now in Disney's hands, you know, uh, who knows where we're going to go with Deadpool. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there, there's another thing that I want to bring up um, when it comes to the Marvel movies. So two more things. One is that um, even though that superheroes were always like really popular and it was like uh, towards a general audience, th- uh, you know, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, now they're in a bigger audience than ever before. Like, uh, it, you know, before Iron Man came, and this is coming from like, uh, you know, people who know about comic books and, you know, they do YouTube channels about comics. Like my fu- my friend Armin from Comic Book Cast and Cape Joel and Comic Uno and stuff like that. And and as well, Tom. So, um, you know, before the before Iron Man came out in cinema, um, the ranking of like, you know, the top whatever in, you know, in terms of like comic book sales, Iron Man was like in the top 50. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was like below in terms of like, you know, popular Marvel characters. I mean, at the time, the only Marvel characters they knew about were like Spider-Man, the X-Men and Fantastic Four, you know, or, you know, if you want to, you know, say like, uh, uh, you know, Daredevil as well because of the Ben Affleck movie, then sure. But, you know, it, it, it was it wasn't it was a ten, it was a sense of like, you know, that Iron Man was a big risk. If Iron Man did not do well in the box office because a year before we had Spider-Man 3, the Marvel Cinematic Universe would have never happened. Like it would have never like kickstarted, uh, you know, into like this huge thing, especially with um, the Dark Knight being released around the same year. Yeah. So, I'll tell you what, though, like when, when the Iron Man trailer first came around and, uh, you know, they obviously did the Iron Man um, song with with Iron Man, would you believe? Yeah, the oh, Iron Maiden I'm, song. Yeah, I Iron am Ma- Iron Man. Yeah, and so, so so there was some people thinking, oh my god, like uh, there was that reaction amongst my friends, like, oh, here's this Iron Man movie, and um, there wasn't a, that that much positive of a reaction to it. And uh, yeah, but, nobody uh, expected this movie to become the huge hit that it was. Yeah, but but mind you, like th- that's the interesting thing. This was a, it came out with a trailer which wasn't people thought wasn't all that impressive, but they still went to go see it anyway mm-hmm. and so it still it like it had like it, it still had that intrigue which i think um you know obviously i mean i guess you could say the sonic the hedgehog trailer currently has that uh kind of feel to it at the minute like it's like it's not that good but uh you know oh well uh, it, this might be hilariously bad so we might go see it anyway like you were saying before like we're you know in the original in the original bonus show but uh, i mean i guess you could say you know iron man oh hey it, okay it doesn't look all that great but it still looks cool so we'll go see it yeah, and and it's being acted by a washed-up has-been who's done trouble with drugs and who was in a bunch of mediocre movies. Yeah, and people went in it, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, the rest is history, and um, 
and, and like I, you know, I was uh, stating earlier about like, um, you know, Hollywood saying, oh, you know, to, you know, Hollywood is to blame for, you know, the cinematic universe and all that stuff. So here's the thing um, I wanted to bring up. So James Cameron. So, um, uh, you know, before Endgame was released, um, Avatar and Titanic are were the two highest grossing movies of all time. And, you know, then, you know, he was saying like, oh, you know, uh, the, the, you know, uh, there's better sci-fi movies out there other than, you know, Endgame that you should go check out. And uh, I think this was like around when he was promoting like um, uh, Alita Battle Angel uh, or maybe, yeah, Alita Battle Angel. I think this was when uh, like a few months like around when Infinity War came out or, or one of the Marvel movies. I don't remember. But yeah, yeah he was promoting Alita Battle Angel and um and that movie didn't do as well. And then, you know, he was talking about, like, Avatar 2. And then when he, you know, heard about Endgame, like, being close to being, like, the highest grossing movie of all time, that's when he said, you know, there's there's better stuff to watch out there. And as of right now, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. as of right now, um, Endgame is now the second highest grossing movie of all time. It had just defeated Titanic. And yeah. if, if it continues on with its trend, it's going to beat Avatar as well. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you can't blame James Cameron for having that kind of like jibe because he's 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 riding this wave for so long that he didn't think he was going to get knocked off, and then here comes Mar here comes Avengers Endgame, and uh, it comes from like you know the uh, the geekiest thing that you could possibly imagine, and here it is that it's going to basically wipe out his classics. So you can somewhat kind of I mean you can kind of see it from his point of view, but at the same time it's kind of like come on man, like you know we're we're in a different we're, we're in a different time now. Like you know, yeah. yeah. What, and, Titanic and, was what, two thousand and one? No, Titanic was nineteen ninety seven. Again, it was nineteen ninety seven. Like you know, it was like it was in a, it was in its own time, and it had its own, and it had its own audience at that point. At that point, sure. not to, not sure. to say that there's not admirers of Titanic today of Leonardo DiCaprio's work. Oh yeah, but absolutely. but you know, like we're we're now in the time of where people want to see a huge, massive brawl of superheroes. Like you know, like you know the uh, did you see like the what's it called the uh, the superhero bowls like on on YouTube that are like you know amassing like millions of hits because they want to see yeah. like all like all superheroes and supervillains battle each other and like in these uh, in these animations like you know this was uh, this was foreseen you know like uh, this is what people want to watch and uh, you know maybe back at the time you know when um, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio was you know the shit at the time like you know there there were times they wanted to see him in an emotional movie and Titanic was an emotional time. Uh, for yeah. for a lot of people, for a lot of people, like as people who uh, survived the wreck and uh, gave interviews will tell you, and yeah. uh, so it and, was, and yeah. yeah, exactly. So let, 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 as for Avatar, mm. um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's a bit of a different story because uh, we we've talked about this before that you know when Avatar was released, it was a massive hit. Like it was one of the first you know movies that like you know, rekindled the 3D gimmick about like, oh, you need to see this movie in 3D because it looks so gorgeous. And now a lot of people criticize the movie because, you know, the the 3D effects of Avatar, they still look nice, but it, it hasn't held up as well uh, compared to like a few years ago. And also they don't even remember the characters or the stories. I think I remember uh, Rebel Taxi was posting on Twitter um, something like, uh, I had to look up the character, the main character's name on Google, I shouldn't do that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just, uh, but on top of that as well, like it was kind of like uh, do you remember like all the Spy Kids films that you know that they, and they were like filmed in like uh, those like just in like a small tiny studio, you know, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. it was. I mean, it was kind of like oh yeah, this is gonna be the future of like uh, kids movies. 
and like her, but no, like her, the, now the future of kids' movies ended up being far bigger than that. And, yeah, uh, and, and it, it just makes me wonder about like you know what would have happened if Marvel de- decided not to take that risk and um, you know not having the cinematic universe. Like, where would we be at today? Who knows? But uh, I mean, here's the thing. Like, unfortunately, there are just movies out there that are basically there are movies out there. Like, uh, I mean, for example, The Raid. Like, you know, like where it was just like it's just like a pure fighting spree. Like, yeah, that's okay for that particular type of film, but it's. Uh, and you know, and don't get me wrong. Like, there's always been kind of like you know, since Bruce Lee, like there's always been like kind of like fighting films and that. But in a way, it is just kind of just a fad. Like, you know, it is a yeah, type yeah, of movie exactly. that some people it, liked at that yeah, time, yeah. but then now people are looking for something different. And sure, sure. Don't get me wrong. And, and like, that, you know, maybe maybe this maybe this whole super, you know, maybe all the super movie hero movies at this uh, at this particular time, maybe that'll be probably what we what was a fad too, and we'll move on to something else. Exactly. That tends to happen. Like, um, you know, 80s movies were all about being action or about coming of age drama, like with John Hughes. The 90s, we had like, um, you know, something similar. We had like our fair share of superhero movies that kind of sucked. And, you know, very dramatic movies such as like with uh, Forrest Gump or Shawshank Redemption. Uh, The 2000s, you know, they were trying to capitalize on like the Matrix. So we had a lot of sci-fi films. It was like the birth uh, of like, you know, revitalizing the superhero genre with like spider-man and x-men and the fantasy genre with like lord of the rings and harry potter and you know then we had like the late 2000s early 2010s with like you know the um, the young adult films like with hunger games or twilight so yeah it's all a trend it depends on you know what you know it's going to be like really popular and you know which movies are going to capitalize on it so uh now that you know Endgame is finished and you know uh, for a lot of people, they feel really satisfied with the, the you know, how it concluded. I'm not going to spoil it. I, I will talk about it uh, at some point. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what the next fad will be. And, uh, yeah, it should be, like, really interesting. Yeah. But I, I will tell you this for sure, that, you know, whatever fad comes next, that, you know, people will still fondly remember the films from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it, it will I, still again, I, I don't want, be, I don't want, you know, I, I don't want movies basically just to be fans. I want them to be these timeless classics. And, sure. Uh, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Maybe, the, maybe these, uh, maybe, maybe we'll still be talking about Avengers Endgame, you know, like uh, 10, 20 years down the line. I'm not going to say that we're not. But, uh, I mean, if, if you're going to make something, you make something like, uh, you know, g- generations of people are going to enjoy you know, right, not, right. No, not, yeah, not, exactly. not, not just relics of their time. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, very similar to how like Star Wars or, you know, Indiana Jones uh, or, you know, even fantasy films like Never Ending Story or Willow or The Goonies were able to like, you know, gener- uh, generate towards like a certain um, demographic and still are remembered or Back to the Future or Ghostbusters. So, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, because you know, like, uh, you know, you know what, you know, what, the oldest movie, you know, you know, the oldest movie that I actually still enjoy watching. Do you know what that is? Mm. The Ten Commandments. Oh, the, um, the Charlton Heston with uh, yeah movie, yeah. Yes, no, I, I just I just find hilarity in the fact that it has Vincent Price in it. Like he's like really yeah it, it does yeah like uh, you know it, you wouldn't think that you know, he'd, he, he, we, we were introduced to Vincent Price as like you know, this really creepy guy really creepy guy <laughs> and, right. and, and here he is in like this biblical tale this biblical epic like uh, which yeah exactly is, uh, like you you know seeing Vincent Price in like a Bible movie when he's known for you know his horror mil- movies it yeah that's that's actually really interesting yeah. Okay, we leave off this episode of the show with the news that the Rugrats live-action movie will have the Diary of a Wimpy Kid director. 
Oh yeah, I've I've been told uh, about this, saying like Patricia, what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on it? So, yeah, I, I've I known about this movie for quite a while. Uh, I've been following the the development of it since it was announced. Like you know, they're gonna have the Rugrats characters, uh, the adults being live action and the babies being CGI. So uh, it I just to, it just creeps me out just putting that in my it's head. It's gonna be so scary. And and considering this, this is Klasky Chupo animation, and a lot of people have critiqued it for being like really ugly looking so and i even mentioned this uh before when i was doing nick's missile which is about like rejected or canceled projects from nickelodeon and i saw their very first attempts of doing cgi and it is horrendous Mm -hmm. it is really really scary so i am curious about how the rugrats characters are going to look like in cgi this actually is a very big concern for me yeah well i mean so just uh, noting some of david bauer's work um, so this includes uh, Flushed Away, Astro Boy, and some of his live action wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about the 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 2000s Astro Boy movie? Um, I'm not actually sure. It just says Astro I, I, Boy. Because that's the, only, that's the only Astro Boy movie that I know of. The, the 2000s one that's, you know, Astro Boy is Freddie Highmore. Yeah, I've not seen it. So uh, I've uh, seen it. It sucks. It sucks. Okay. Uh, some of the other things he's uh, also directed is uh, Roderick Rules, Dog Days, and The Long Haul. Which are movies I've not seen. So, I haven't uh, seen those either. Yeah, but we did see Flushed Away though. Uh huh. Yeah, but yeah, we saw Flushed Away and we thought it was okay. We didn't yeah, think it, was- it was it was very disappointing because it was like it's Ardman and and they did you know Wallace and Gromit the Curse of the Were Rabbit and Chicken Run which we both loved. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 concerned a little I, bit. I'm still wondering if it's still you know the the fact that they did the whole thing in 3D. It still makes me wonder if it was because obviously the uh, the, the, the the fire uh, the fire in the in the Ardman studio. I'm wondering if it's still based around that, but I don't know. But um, yeah, it was there. It was it was Ardman's last movie that actually I ever did was Dreamworks animation and then they had a massive yep. falling out yeah I think mm-hmm. like that. and then wow. this when they decided to do their stuff with sony or in-house okay so i mean david bowers is your director we still don't i mean that doesn't really tell us all that much i mean we're, we're waiting for a trailer aren't we yeah, we're waiting for a trailer and at least a plot synopsis that way we'll know you know what the movie's going to be about and also um, who's who are they going to get to voice the characters? Because uh, I want to bring up the the new Scooby Doo movie, the the, the one that's going to be coming out in 2020. They replaced all of the voice actors for the Scooby Doo movie, with the exception of Frank Welker as Scooby. So yeah, Greg Griffin is not going to be Daphne, and Matthew Lillard is not going to be Shaggy. They replaced it with different people. They they replaced it with celebrities essentially. Yeah, I, this is the thing. Like I would understand if you replace the voice actors to like do like a massive reboot of the show and make it have like a completely different feel. But nah, like uh, if they if they're not doing that and they're just replacing the voice actors because you know a celebrity wants a payday in a major role, they're like sorry, but no. Like you know, yeah. either, either either do the original Scooby Doo or don't. You know, like right, uh, do, right, do, right. do 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 something. Maybe they maybe they're bringing back the original Scooby just for, you know just for the sake of like just saying, oh hey, you know it's a there he is. Well, uh, um, no. the fiftieth anniversary is coming up this September. Well, 50, 50 years of Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you, you know, it'll be fun. Like uh, I mean, like not only that, like the fact that Scooby Doo also like just uh, gave a gave us like loads of like you know. Uh, uh, all like all the all the ripoff shows as well, like in that oh, time. Oh yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Like it, it was a, <laughs> it was a show that tried to be copied but couldn't be. 
Well, I yeah, it with... couldn't be. I, I mean, I like I still like Josie and the Pussycats, and well, you know, Josie and the Pussycats. I wouldn't say it was a ripoff of Scooby Doo. Well, I mean, it was. Uh, th- they basically took the elements that was supposed to be in Scooby Doo and spun it off into its own show. Scooby Doo was supposed to be about a group of musicians traveling around solving mysteries, and then they decided to put that into Josie and the Pussycats, and then they blasted them off into space. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, I, uh, when, when that when I saw when I first like watched the first seasons of Josie and the Pussy, I said, okay, then that's how they set up the show. And then they watched the next season, and they and they blasted him off in, on, on a rocket. And I was kind of like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like what? Well, yeah. What but, was the uh, reason for doing that? Like, uh, I mean, it's uh, it was never fully explained that. Like, I, I, apparently they just got like lost in space, and now they're just you know blah, yeah, blasting. Yeah, apparently, oh, like yeah. they, they it's kind of weird because it, apparently, like getting lost in space was like really popular. Like they did the same thing for you know Fonzie and the Happy Gang, and they did the same thing for Gilligan's Planet. <laughs> oh my! I, I never saw Gilligan's Planet. Oh, I haven't either. I, I just know about it because my friend Chris, aka Rowdy C, reviewed it on his show. Yeah, I mean, um, I was trying to think. Well, what's the most far out thing I think I've seen a show try to do? I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, I mean, we're talking about like within that time. Like, I mean, so some people say that the, you know the 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 back was broken of the Flintstones when they introduced the Great Kazoo. I mean, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, but, 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 I, I, but, I actually, I actually still, I actually like Kazoo. He's better than Orbity from the Jetsons. Oh, Orbity from the Jetsons. Yeah, like that was that was really annoying. I'm trying to think of other characters I, I that just got randomly so introduced. I'm trying to think in original shows, like uh, characters that were just randomly introduced, which kind of like were kind of out of nowhere, really. Like, yeah, I, it was essentially like trying to selling toys, you know, because Orbity was like really cute and he had like this little springy legs. It was essentially like trying to sell toys. I don't know. Like, what, what was merchandise like back then? Like again, you know. We're, we're, you're talking to two people who grew up in the 90s, okay? So, I mean, like, in the in the 70s and the in the, in the 60s and the 70s, like, we, we didn't really know. I mean, was merchandise a thing for these cartoon shows? I, 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 I don't really think... I think it really, like, just blossomed in the 80s. No. I think for the 70s, it was just like, oh, what celebrities popular? Let's make a cartoon out of them. Yeah, I, like, uh, I know the monkeys did, like, a load of, like, merchandise yes. and stuff. Like, oh, that was, that was a merchandise machine. Yeah, I mean, that, that yeah. makes sense because, you know, there were huge, like, you know, celebrities. They, they, you know, the same thing happened for the Beatles. The same th- thing happened for the Jackson 5. I can understand that. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, and they got, their, they, they got their own cartoon shows, too. Like, exactly, yeah. yeah. I can I, I can understand that because, you know, they they had music that was, like, really popular and a lot of people liked it. I, I get that. But introducing something like a toy first and then introducing a cartoon, that's when it, like, really kicked off in the 80s. Yeah. And given the fact that we're talking about the 70s and 80s cartoon shows, how disinterested we are in this in this Rugrats uh, live action um, movie, I think. Yeah, so, uh, I, I mean, there's there's not really much to say. We just know about a director. We don't know about like, uh, you know, who's the live action er- uh, character, uh, the live action actors who's going to play as these characters. I mean, it's going to be like really awkward now because uh, Jack Riley, the voice of Stu, Joel Lasky, the second voice of Grandpa Lou, they passed away. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, and- I just think, I mean, in regards to how this movie is going to look, I mean, it's like uh, I kind of having this really uncomfortable feeling. Do you remember the Do you remember the movie Baby Geniuses? Oh God, no. Oh, I I kind of I mean, like that. That's the only other reference I could think of making. You know, of bringing babies into like the the real world and like here's the thing imagine if it's just imagine if it's just basically a bunch of kids they basically just like if it's your example like it's basically just a bunch of toddlers they basically just grew you know ginger hair on or something like that like okay. you know it's like imagine if it's that terrible like and like they just cgi like all the all the all the uh all the faces on or something like that like uh, 
It would. Yeah. This. Um, this could. This idea could either. Let me say if you say this. If they execute this well, like uh, I would. I would say like any animator or anyone that who can make this look plausible or make this look good, I think they should be in line for an Oscar. I think. Yeah, for sure. Let me say, if you make this actually, if you make the idea of these babies that come from this Nickelodeon Nicktoon wacky world and bring them into the real world and make them look good, I guarantee you, for my friend, you have earned your paycheck. You Mm -hmm. have totally earned any money you make out of this. I think so. Right, right. And, you know, I'm actually curious about, like, you know, what timeline of Rugrats are they going to go to? Are they going to go back to basics with just, you know, Tommy, Chucky, Phil, and Lil? Are oh, they going to yeah. introduce Baby... Are they going to introduce Baby Dill? Are they going to well, introduce I would, Jimmy? No, I, I think they're going to... From what I understand, I think they're just going to go back with the four babies. I don't okay, think they're going to go any that's further good. with that. Yeah. And maybe... Well, mind you, uh, here's an interesting thing. They've talked about Tommy, Chucky, Phil, and Lil being in the movie, but they haven't mentioned Angelica. Yeah, they haven't mentioned Angelica, which, you know, it's going to be um, irritating a lot of fans because, you know, Angelica is a fan favorite character. I know a lot of people don't like Angelica. I know Categorist has mentioned in his YouTube channel about how much he hates the character. But Angelica is very popular for a reason. In TV Guide, she was, like, ranked as, like, one of the greatest char- cartoon characters ever created. And, um, you know, even celebrities at the time loved Angelica, like Clint Eastwood and Susan Sarandon had mentioned about that. So... Yeah, Angelica. With Angelica not being in this movie, that would be a crime. Yeah, it would be, and uh, I mean, it'd be kind of like uh, it'd be kind of like having Hey Arnold, except uh, you know, it's like you didn't have Helga. Right, like, exactly. You know, she, 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 she is there. You know, whether people like it or not, she is like one of the main characters of the show. Mm-hmm, like, for sure. Uh, yeah, she's not a side character at all. Like, you know, she no. she appeared in like you know the you know the vast majority of episodes. You know, and on top of that, like I say, that some of the episodes that she appeared in, she was the main focus. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, um, yeah, I think that I, I'm, I'm actually really curious about, like, what story are they going to tell for these babies? Because um, are, are they going to try to make it, like, like down to like you know back to basics in terms of like they're going to keep the story simplified to like introduce a new generation to who the Rugrats are or are they going to try to be like the Rugrats movie in which is going to be like this big epic scale in which like they're going to take the babies outside of the playpen to somewhere they've never been to before so I'm actually curious it being a reboot I won't be surprised if it's a retelling of like I I won't be surprised if they make this really meta and like they basically just include all the um, like all all the elements of like all the different episodes but mind you if they do that this this story is going to be this script it's going to be a mess because like you know yeah like, and, and, and don't forget that we are going to have a rugrats revival with like 20 new episodes so are they going to tie into the movie is it going to be by its own merits uh, i don't know that's going to be really confusing i worry what episodes they're actually going to where, where i mean because keep in mind how many, the rug, how many episodes of the rugrats were they at the, at the end like was it like 200 what, what three oh, anyway, it was it was almost 200 episodes 200 yeah. episodes yeah like what, what more else could the rugrats do I don't know. I I mean, like, I, I maybe they'll base it off of the comics because Boom Studios did release like the Rugrats comics, like back oh, in like. Okay. Uh, so they did have like a couple of stories. Uh, so maybe they'll start off from there, kind of like similar to how Invader Zim Enter the Florpus is essentially like the first volume of the Invader Zim comic books by Ani Press. Yeah. So maybe they'll maybe they'll go in that direction, in which like it's taking the Arling Klasky direction of trying to incorporate you know modern technology into the lives of the babies, which Paul Germain disagreed with. He said he wanted to keep it like timeless. So. 
yeah, I, I, we, we, I think that we know for sure if they are going to go with the Arlen Klasky route, which I think that they will, they will try to incorporate things like cell phones and all that kind of stuff into the Rugrats animated series. But as for the movie, I have no idea. We, uh, we just know about the director. We have no idea about what the story or the casting or anything like that. So, yeah, it, it's still yet to be determined. Yeah, we need a trailer. I think yeah, we need it. We need we need either a trailer or a story synopsis or um, a casting call. We need one of those things. Yeah, well, uh, here's the thing. I, you know, if it's still under Nickelodeon's house, I don't think we're going to know about the casting at all. You know, very. very I mean, it's kind of weird because you know the Kim Possible movie. They told they told us who the, the two main characters were going to be at the very beginning. Yep, they so, did. Yeah, but. Uh, whether that was a good thing or a bad thing or not, I'll leave for everyone else to decide. But so yeah, now, I, I, uh, I, I, I have not seen the live-action Kim Possible movie. I, I'm sure Morgan has seen it, so you probably have to talk to her about it. I, I, I don't think even is it out yet. I don't think it's out. It, yet. It's been out. It's been out for months now. Has it? Oh shit! Like, it's like completely passed me by. Like uh, yeah, me and Morgan have to talk about it sometime on the show. I think. But, yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll, I'm sure she's seen it already because yeah. she's a huge Kim Possible fan. Okay, but until then, um, that's the end of the show. So uh, if you want to find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Arrow Show. Uh, Twitter is at as Arrow Show. Uh, so, uh, Instagram also as Arrow Show too. Uh, Arrowmeta.tumblr.com. And uh, mind you, I don't know how long Tumblr's got left right now because have you heard what's happened to Tumblr recently? Um, uh, no, to be, I haven't visited Tumblr since, uh, 2013 because wow. originally, uh, Tumblr was supposed to be like a website where they show off art and I was like posting up my blog and stuff like that. And then when I found other places to post online, like, um, manic expression and, you know, blogger.com, that's when I decided to switch. And I, it's a good thing I left because it has definitely changed into something that, uh, a lot of people have taken advantage of that I don't really agree with but if they want to show <laughs> off their art like that sure but uh well i think by saying that that because there was a recent announcement that um verizon uh that you know has owned tumblr they're thinking about selling it uh, because uh they you remember like almost a whole year ago they decided to uh ban the um, the inappropriate pictures and that's when everybody just left and mm. now guess who's interested in purchasing tumblr that's what i was, uh, was gonna say to you uh, Pornhub. yes <laughs> yes yeah which i mean obviously they were i mean here's the thing like if they owned that but they they restored like uh, you know they allowed you know obviously you know pornographic material and that I, you know tumblr won't be able to keep their app on there well, we'll see. I mean, that wasn't what it was intended to be, but uh, okay, sure, if you're into that. Okay, go for it. You know, you, you do you. That's what I just say. Okay, you do then. you. Uh, by the way, if uh, if Pornhub ends up incorporating Tumblr into there, I think we'll probably end up leaving, I think, because, you know, the the um, I don't want to appear on Pornhub, with, with, with all due respect, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, I can see there's some negative connotations to that, to that I think, but um, anyway. Sure. Um, so uh, anyway, well, that's aramesa.tumblr.com as long as it lasts. And uh, then if you want to check out our show, we're on iTunes, Player FM, Stitcher, we're on Podbay, we're on uh, also on uh, Podcast Directory, and uh, we're also on iHeartRadio as well. I also want to give a shout out to Overcast because uh, now we're part of their family network too. So Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So for, until next week, from me, Aaron. And Patricia. Take care and bye-bye for now. See you later. <laughs>